Hi there. Welcome to Living in Your Vision. I'm your host, Haley Miller, and if you stumbled upon this podcast, it was certainly by no accident. You finding this podcast means you are ready to fully embody your most authentic desires and your most authentic self. My guests and I are here to guide you and provide you tools to step in to the reality you've always dreamed of having. There's no more holding back. There's no more what ifs. There's no more I can'ts. This is your gateway to learning how to not hold back any longer. And with that being said, let's drop in. When you hear the word personal development, you think meditation, journals, exercise, morning routines, but what we often don't hear is energy work. And that's exactly what I wanna bring you today because there's such a lack of understanding of what this is and how it can be so beneficial in leaning into your authentic self. My amazing friend, Sarah Francis and I are gonna be discussing different tools that you can use to begin to tap into your internal energy and begin to balance what you're putting out in the world and what you're bringing into your body. And it plays such an essential role. So let's bring in the energy work. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Francis. Sarah, I am so, so excited to be here with you today and talk about one of the new things that I embed in my life that I absolutely love. And we've bounced around in conversations about this, and I am super excited to jump in this podcast with you today. Thank you, Haley. I am so excited to be here. I feel like we are soul sisters who found each other for a reason, and we could just (laughs) talk about this stuff forever. So I am super, super honored to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. So first and foremost, can you tell my audience who you are, what do you do and all the good stuff about you? Yeah, cool. Thank you. Uh, So um, my name is Sarah. Thanks for the intro. Uh, To recap, I am a spiritual coach uh, with a background in life coaching and personal training. And the reason I decided to go down the spiritual road is because I really felt like it gave me an access point to help people come home to themselves, to help them get in touch with their intuition, to help them discover their highest self. And really what that all comes down to for me is how do I help people find an access point? Because spirituality is kind of this really broad term And it doesn't mean the same thing to everyone. So I wanted to find a way to help people figure out what does that word mean for them? And what does spirituality look like for them? Because it is a very individualized thing from one person to the next. And how can they implement spiritual practices in their life to ultimately help find more flow and joy and ease as they move through their day to day. That is so awesome. I think that's why we connected so well is because that's like right down the line that I'm going is really helping young adults and teenagers really lean into who they want to be and become mm-hmm. their authentic self. And what I found through my journey is spirituality definitely has played a part in that. And it was not present in my past life, like when I was younger growing up and within the past like four months. I have embedded it into my life and it has made such a huge difference. And if you would have asked me like before those three months, if this is something I would implement in my life, I'd be like, heck no. Like there's such a stigma around this spirituality Mm -hmm. and this like woo woo stigma. Right. So you mentioned that you work in spirituality and I wanted to tap into your journey with that and the starting point. Like, did you have that resistance because of that woo woo stigma Oh, it's definitely, it's been a journey, Haley, for sure. Um, I was 
I've been kind of into the woo for a very long time. I had a mother who was new agey. And so I got a lot of my, I inherited kind of a spiritual belief system from her. But as I kind of came into my own and was in my early twenties, it all seemed really loosey goosey. And like, there wasn't kind of anything hard and fast that I could grab onto. And I ended up turning my back on it. Not so much for stigma, probably a little bit because I was also young and moving away from home and that there was that sort of nervousness about, you know, like finding myself and yeah, what people are going to think about you. But for me, it was really also about not having sort of like a foothold that I could grab onto of, Mm. I didn't have a language to discuss it. I didn't know how to go to people and say, oh yeah, well, I believe in reincarnation. Cause at that point I was kind of like, do I though? I don't know. That's a little bit out there. I'm not sure. And instead of digging deeper at that time, I just shut the door on it and said, well, I'm not sure that this is for me. And I walked away for a long time as life progressed, things, you know, major life events happen as they do. And it, my life got to a point where I was struggling really deeply with depression and anxiety. And that was when my spiritual life crept back in. And I realized that it could be something for me to lean on and offer me a whole new perspective and give me a whole set of tools to help myself out of that sort of dark night of the soul that I was in. So at that point in time, the stigma wasn't necessarily something I was concerned with because I was just so desperate for something to change. I was willing Mm. to grab on to anything that might possibly help me feel better, help me feel hope for the future. You know, like I had books on my shelf still that my mom had given me when I was a teenager. I started pulling those books off the shelf and reading them and diving back into that belief system that I had kind of walked away from. I like how you mentioned um, how you used it for like stress and anxiety. Like when you just felt like you didn't really have much more to go to. And it's so interesting because, you know, there's therapy and there's coaches and all of these things, but I think there's a stigma tied to that too. I mean, we could just go deep about mental health in general. I think it's just people are too worried about what people are going to think when they use certain tools or if they have the idea that they need to go see a coach. And so you mentioned in the beginning that you, what your purpose is with the spirituality is to really help people come home and be in tune with themselves. How does that really work? How can we use energy work to kind of turn in and look at who, who we are, who we want to be? Yeah, that's a great question, Haley. Uh, and something people definitely ask me regularly. We could go down a very long winding road about the the history of the patriarchy and masculine energy and feminine energy. And I think we are definitely at a time when there is a shift happening right now. Mm -hmm. And people are coming to realize that we do need a bit more balance of the energies that exist on us on a social scale. And we have for a very long time been living in an energy that is very masculine oriented. We're very success oriented. We're very concerned with getting things done, um, feeling accomplished. And that's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But what can happen is when we swing way too far to one side and only honor the masculine energy and the masculine way of doing things, which is very go, 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 you know, get that to-do list checked off. Yeah. Sometimes what can easily happen is the feminine energy just falls by the wayside. 
And especially in our culture, there's a history of diminishing the value of feminine energy and feminine energy. When I speak to that, I'm speaking more to things like our natural intuition, uh, a need to slow down, a willingness to honor your emotional, mental, physical self and states and where you're at. And yes, there are times when that masculine energy um, definitely needs to be put in place in your life. The thing that's going to really make for a rich and balanced life is being able to marry the masculine and the feminine energy together. And so mm. when you're in those early stages and wanting to uh, just uh, explore spirituality, or if you're struggling, you are very much right, Haley, in that it can be an amazing tool and a way for people to start on their own. And I do wholeheartedly agree with you. Of course, there are many therapy modalities and other resources that can be huge helps. But I think right. one of the things that is a big struggle for people, especially in the beginning, if you are going through a hard time, it can sometimes be a big step in and of itself to talk to somebody outside of yourself or um, ask for help and or, or being open to the possibility of doing some spiritual exploration can really be a way of starting the journey really gently with yourself on your own. And you, you can read a book on your own in your own home on your own time, or you can Google something on your own time. So it can be very personal. And what it's really about is one, an openness to the idea that there is something greater than yourself in the world. And there's lots of different ways to work at that. Some people, some people call that God, some people call it energy. And I think energy is a really great way to describe it because we are at the end of the day, all fundamentally made up of energy and the universe right. and the world yep. are all made up of energy. So we are all part and parcel of the same thing. I'm kind of diving down a rabbit hole here. No. Yeah. I love this. I love this. But what, I, what I'm getting at is that even if you come from a very scientific background or if you come from an atheist background, understanding that we're energy and the world is energy is something that kind of can give spirituality a rootedness in the physical reality of our world mm -hmm. and make it a little bit more tangible for people to grab onto. You know, mm -hmm. we're all, what is it? 99.9999% energy and it's like the zero, point, zero, 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 one. It's yeah, physical it's particle. Yeah. Yes. And it's crazy because when you think about it that way, and when you think of yourself as like this high vibration and your energy is just moving and it feels so good. And that's what I believe is what your authentic self is. Like that's what, mm -hmm. that's where the best of you comes out and implementing different energy tools and understanding can kind of get you there because we kind of get stuck like you said in the masculine energy like I grew up on that I mm -hmm. right when I went into college I didn't work my first semester but then the second semester I did and then from there I was just working go 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 like oh, get assignments yeah. done go to school full-time work full-time it was just like constantly go social life oh my gosh it was awful I lived in masculine energy mm -hmm. and then when I began to understand the fem feminine energy um, I realized that I was just like throwing that to the back. Like it didn't even, even exist. There was no like intuitive listening or listening to my body. Like I didn't even really even have a place for that, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And once I began to understand like balancing those two, 
I do feel more aligned and those high vibrations and that energy like really comes up. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a way of tapping into your true authentic self. Exactly. Like you're saying when we're out of balance or ignoring part of ourselves in terms of the masculine and feminine energy, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. And I think unfortunately what happens so commonly is because we are so accustomed to living in a society that's based so much in masculine yes. energy, we yes. have this internalized voice. It's our inner critic really that likes to pipe up and say, well, the only way to get better is to work harder. The only way you're going to be happier is to do more, try more, be more, work harder. Mm -hmm. And Yes, that can certainly bring you success, but oftentimes that will also bring with it burnout, fatigue, a lack of satisfaction. <laughs> Eventually living in that one way of doing things can kind of come around and make you not feel quite so great anymore with what you once thought was your success. Introducing a spiritual practice can mean so many different things. It includes this coming home to a female energy. It includes that balancing of the energy. And I love what you're saying about the high vibrations, because that is exactly it. When we're able to honor all parts of self, when we're able to create a bit more of a balance in terms of our energy, start to understand things like, oh, there's energy that I put out in the world, like when yes. you're supporting people, caring for people and learning, okay, there's energy going out and there's energy coming in. And how can I fill up my own energy resources? And how can I be conscientious with the energy that I'm putting out there into the world? It's a different kind of satisfaction. It's a different kind of wholeness. It's a something that's ultimately going to offer so much richness in life that I think it's just, it's such a gift to discover. Yeah, it, it really is. And I speak from experience from that. It makes such a difference. And I feel so honored to be able to have tapped into that and like kind of will the willingness, I should say the willingness from that resistance of like, okay, this is kind of weird. I don't understand it. And most people turn away. Well, I was had the willingness to lean into it and I've seen how it's changed. And another thing I want to point out is, you know, masculine energy and feminine energy is not for like specifically men and women. It's for all people. You know, I think yes. some people might think, oh, I, that's not me. No, this is everybody. Everybody's got masculine and feminine energy. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out, Haley. You were so very right. And, you know, going back to what you were talking about earlier with the stigma and what you're saying now about um, the willingness to being open to leaning into it. Yeah, it, you're right. There is, there's that hesitation to lean into it. Even when I was returning home to my spiritual journey, I knew that I had these beliefs deeply rooted somewhere inside of me, but I still knew that I was in fact tentative in sharing them with the world. It did take me some time to, to revisit my beliefs and my values and my practices for myself and, you know, dive into those books that my mom gave me. And I was also working with a therapist who was encouraging me on my spiritual path as well. It, it was the, the more I came home to myself from a spiritual standpoint, 
point, the more confident I became. And as you say, once you start to feel the effects and notice the difference in your life, then it becomes this thing that you almost kind of wish you could shout from the rooftops because you just want to share it with everybody. Ah, yes, exactly. That's exactly why I want to do this episode is because I, after tapping into this work um, and understanding it, there's not very many people that are involved in this. And I definitely understand why, but I'm also like, okay, I'm in it now and I see the hype. So let me just tell you all about it because it is awesome. And so, okay. and so with that being said, you know, we push everything off to the side sometimes because we hit that resistance or we're like, you know, even with um, ourselves, like these shameful moments we have, these low vibrations that we feel, we're just like, okay, I don't want to deal with them, push them off to the side. Well, how can we begin to implement energy practices to kind of bring us back and maybe have that willingness to move forward? Because it is scary. To do. Yeah, it is. It is scary. And um, you, I think you have really hit the nail on the head there with the example that you just brought of sometimes what can happen is we get in those low vibration and energy states and our tendency, our instinct is to push that away. Is to say, mm -hmm. oh, I don't, this isn't comfortable. I don't want to be here. I don't want to sit in this low vibe feeling. I don't like this. Get me away from it as fast as I possibly can get away from it. Right. And usually what that's really, what's really going on there is, well, a couple of things. One, it's often a disconnect between the brain and the body. And we think, and we think we want to feel one way. And then our body is expressing these emotions that are coming up and our thinking mind is trying to suppress those. And it doesn't actually, doesn't actually work that way. Right. Um, yeah. So we're creating this discord within ourselves and it is, it is scary when those uncomfortable emotions come up. And one of the things I think that is absolutely step one in self-discovery to uh, towards happiness, towards a spiritual path is cultivating self-compassion. To say sounds so simple, like, oh, just be nice to yourself. It can be really challenging in the beginning to make space for yourself. Really what it comes down to is a willingness to say, okay, I'm just, I'm just exploring here. I'm just going to check this out. I'm going to sit with this uncomfortable feeling for a minute and see how it feels rather that be okay i'm gonna name it today i can identify that i'm angry and it's uncomfortable or i'm sad and it's uncomfortable and then allowing yourself the gift of that being okay or whatever it is that you're going through in any particular time going back to the the inner critic voice that i was talking about before if we're able to bring in a little bit of self-compassion then when that inner critic voice pops up into our head, you can counter it with a compassionate voice that says, I understand you're worried about X, Y, Z. You know, our inner critic is there because ultimately at the end of the day, it does want to help move us forward. Sometimes it just doesn't do it in a very kind way. Yeah. So when you bring in the, when you marry that with the self-compassion piece, then you're able to um, come to a place where you can say, okay, yeah, thanks, inner critic, you piped up, I hear you, I'll get to your concern later, or, hey, guess what, I actually did a really good job with this other thing over here, so I'm just going to take three minutes and acknowledge that for a second. Right, it's kind of like just a tap on the shoulder, like, hey, I'm just reminding you I'm here, like that, you don't really like this person, hey, this feels uncomfortable, 
but it's like after doing some more inner work like you gave the example of you can be like okay thanks I hear you but I got this you know there is yeah. like those two voices that we kind of have to work with yeah well we are multifaceted human beings we are complex and there's lots of avenues to go down I mean you can do inner child work and you can start connecting with your younger little girl or boy self and that energy will come up in your life as well and we need to honor those different aspects of self for people who aren't into this work it probably sounds really kind of out there what we're talking about they're like okay wait what do you mean we have like an inner critic and an inner child and yeah am i it's like where are all these voices coming from but i think it, it's all kind of a form of energy one of the great pieces about adding in some feminine energy is being able to reconnect with your gut feelings, yes. your intuition. And really what we're getting at here is exactly what you said just now. It is kind of that tap on the shoulder and it may not be like a, phys you know, you're not physically going to feel somebody tapping you on the shoulder, but yeah, maybe that voice pops into your head. That's kind of like, mm, I'm not really comfortable in this situation and I don't really know why. And I can't put my finger on it but I'm going to take a few steps back and either remove myself or do something that makes me feel safe in this space. Or alternately on the flip side, it can also be beautiful and amazing when you're doing something and all of a sudden you notice three hours have gone by and I didn't even notice them. And that was an absolutely wonderful afternoon spent hiking in the mountains. That's the energy also saying, Hey, by the way, this, that thing that you didn't, like the time that just flew by, you were really loving what you were doing because the time flew by and you didn't even notice and you felt alive and energetic while you were doing it. So it works both ways. And the next step I would say after giving yourself that permission to be kind to oneself mm. is noticing those moments because they're so easy to miss. They can seem really subtle sometimes. If you start to notice them, even for yourself, you'll start to notice them for other people too. My partner all the time, he'll pipe up and he'll be like, oh, I almost grabbed this, the spare set of keys. And then lo and behold, we need the spare set of keys like two hours later. And you're like, oh, why didn't you just listen to that uh, little voice yeah. in your head that told you to grab the keys or whatever it may be. And you start to see those moments pop up in your life. And that kind of adds a little bit of wind in your sails too, mm -hmm. to see like, oh yeah, I see how this energy is at play. I see how it's impacting me in my life and how it can guide me or make a difference. Right. And one example that I want to share that comes to mind is like before I did this work and after I did this work. So in the beginning, I think going to like an event or going to see some people that I know in my mind, like I don't really want to do. And I have the absolute choice. Like, let's say it's a party, for example, I want to, I don't want to go there but I've already committed, my friends wanna go, okay, I'm gonna go. Well, then I show up and I know that I'm not having a good time, but I'm just kind of forcing myself to get through it and I'm just doing it. And then this person says something to me and then I'm triggered and that thing on the shoulder comes up. And then I come home and I'm just like overwhelmed. Like my anxieties through the roof. I'm like wanting to cry, get emotional. Like I was suppressing those feelings so much that I had that breakdown. But now I tune into that gut feeling initially of like, okay, when somebody comes to ask me, and then this goes into boundaries too. When somebody yeah. comes to ask me if I want to do something and I know that I don't want to do it and my gut's telling me like, hey, like this doesn't feel right. Let's not do that. 
And I listen to that now. And I've seen such a difference in how I show up to different events when I really want to be there. My gut is telling me like, yes, Haley, go. Or Haley, yeah, don't go. I feel such a difference. I don't have those breakdowns anymore. And I also know like if I do have to go to an event that I don't really want to, I can remove myself in different situations to honor my energy and not, like you said, like just giving it away to other people to make them happy. And I could go on and on about this because this has changed my life. Haley, you, you've hit on something that's absolutely major here with that example. You mentioned boundaries and they are so important. And also that ability to tap into what do I really want? And it sounds like the simple, well, shouldn't we all know what we want at the end of the day? Well, you would think, right? Yeah, sure. It sounds really easy. Like, okay, sure. I would like to be, I would like to have an abundant life. I would like to feel happy. I would like to have lots of time to spend with my family. We have these things in our head, but when it comes down to your micro actions on a day-to-day basis, we, it's so easy to lose sight of, well, do I really want this thing? Do I really want to go to the party? Do I really want to spend 80 hours a week working? Yeah, there sometimes are real life obstacles and hurdles in terms of setting those boundaries and maybe making life changes in order to get where you really want to go. But it's those baby steps that are going to make all the difference in the world, exactly like you say. Maybe you're working 80 hours a week and you can't possibly conceive of a way to do less work. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. Let's not tackle the 80 hour work week. Let's tackle when you wake up in the morning and you start to feel overwhelmed, tune in. You know you have to go to work that day, but maybe your body has a way of saying, okay, just take three deep breaths and you're going to feel a little bit more prepared for your day or a little calmer for the day ahead. Maybe you hear your stomach rumble and it's like, oh, I really need a big breakfast today. If I had a nice big breakfast, that's going to help me get through the day. And somewhere along the way, I don't know how this happened culturally for us, but it's almost like we kind of developed this culture of martyrdom. Like I'm, I'm working harder than you. I'm suffering more than you. My gosh. Yes. And, And we hold people up for that. And really, if we're able to listen, tune into our intuition, eat the big breakfast, if we need the big breakfast or take 20 minutes of extra sleep, if we can get the 20 minutes extra sleep, our bodies will tell us these things. We'll have those little voices crop up, that energy come in. And the more you're able to honor those moments in the smallest of ways, things just start to get easier. 100%. And again, speaking from experience, I love that you just touched on that because I, like I said, I used to just go, go, go. I need to do this. I want to work hard because I want people to see like my, my parents and Um, anybody who I would consider authorities that I would want to be proud of me, I would just be boom, 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 like hard work. That's the way it was. But nobody would see this behind the scenes of where I would come home literally exhausted. I would show up to hang out with my friends exhausted and see my family tired, run down. I wouldn't even be showing up as my authentic self because I was ready to go to bed. I was on the verge of tears because I was not taking care of myself. I was not listening to my gut when I knew this whole time, like I didn't need to be working 40 hours a week. I didn't need to be going to school full time, but it felt right because I was taking in all the noise 
But mm-hmm. now I do this work and slow down. And I really believe slowing down actually gets you a step further. I almost, Haley, <laughs> this, this is so funny, the ways we just keep connecting. There was a time in my business when I literally wanted to call myself do less, live more. In fact, if you scroll back through my Instagram feed, you'll find the phase of my business. I was uh. so gung-ho about this concept of doing less because nobody champions the idea of doing less. No, or- so few people do anyways. And I can remember the first time I heard the word mindfulness. I was like, mm, ugh, yuck, what's that Same. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, I want no part of this business, forget it. And then I found a way to come around to it. And I still don't really like to call it mindfulness. I'm like, that makes me feel like I should sort of sit like a monk in every single moment and yeah. just like observe the moment really peacefully. And Mm -hmm. life doesn't always go like that. You can be in a moment and you can be frustrated. You can be in a moment and you can be enthused. You can be in a moment and you can be confused or tired or whatever. The mindfulness Mm -hmm. is just taking a moment to acknowledge that. That's all that it is. It's just a simple moment to say, oh, this is what's going on in my life right now. Because so frequently we live in the past or the future. We're either replaying Mm -hmm. scenes oh, well, I had a disagreement with that coworker at work the other day and you play it over and over and over in your head and go, well, I should have said this. I could have said that. Oh, is this going to get back to my boss? Am I going to look bad at work? And that shatter just drives <sighs> nuts. Sounds so familiar. Right? We've all been there. We've, but if we're actually able to take a second in that moment and go, oh, oh, I'm replaying that moment. Well, what's going on here? Oh, geez, I'm getting kind of riled up. Oh, I'm a little frustrated and just sit with that honestly, for less than two minutes, you can honor it and then you can let it go and Mm -hmm. you can come back to whatever it is at hand that you're doing, whether it be cooking dinner or playing with your kids or driving the car or or whatever it is. There's just something so special about slowing down. And unfortunately it's not taught in society to do that. It's kind of like frowned upon to slow down Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, you're not being productive. You're not doing this, but it's just so opposite than that. And I used to believe that old system. I used to believe that because I lived it. Now I live this way and I'm like, okay, this is the way to go. What is everybody doing over here? Like, (laughs) well, we live in an age of social media. We like FOMO is a real thing. You think if you slow down, you're like, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to, you know, you accept every invitation because you're like, well, what if that's the best party ever? And I missed that one. Even though if you really like, I can sometimes be an incredibly indecisive person and you would think, oh, okay, well, she's a spiritual coach and she's all about intuition and like tapping into your inner wisdom. I have all the answers all the time. No, I'm, I do not have all the answers. It can be really small, insignificant decisions. Like, do I want to go to the party or do I want to stay home and put my pajamas on and make some popcorn and watch a movie? And in the moment when I'm struggling with the indecision, because again, sometimes those thoughts can pop up and the thought spiral happens and suddenly you can't tell what's going on in your head anymore or make sense of what you actually want to do versus what you think you should do. I've developed a technique where I just, I, I'm like, okay, stop. I'm just going to sit down and I sit down on the couch or the bed, whatever chair is nearest to me. I take a couple of deep breaths. I plant my feet on the ground and I ask my body, I say, okay, my head has weighed in on this debate enough. Let's see where the energy wants to go. And that's me. That's I. So I will sit there and I'll say, I want to go to the party. And it's amazing. Sometimes it will feel like my body is a rock and it doesn't want to move. It doesn't want to go anywhere. It doesn't want to do anything. And then other times 
I'll say, you know, okay, so do I want to stay home, watch the movie and eat popcorn? And it's like, suddenly I can feel my arms and legs tingle. And like, sometimes my body will even move forward a little bit. I've even had it happen to me before where like, I can feel my head nodding yes or no. That is amazing to have another tool in your toolbox so that you're not just constantly going through that thought spiral and trying to puzzle through finding an answer to a question, but where you can tap into something like the energy, the intuition, the body, and let it come naturally without fighting it. Yeah. I love the, how you just said that, that moment that you have with yourself, it is just like, okay, stop. Here we are. And becoming like aware of what's happening. Like I, I see you, Haley, you're frustrated. Haley, you're mad. Okay. We have to make a decision now. Like, okay, do I actually want to go do this? And you can, I feel it like my heart and my gut, like I know when it's a no, because my gut, it's like literally almost like clinches or I just feel like uncomfortable. It's so fascinating how this all works and I love it so much. And I could just keep talking, but I know we got to bring this to an end at some point. So Sarah, where can we find you and all of the services that you do with this work? Yeah, so uh, you can find me at Sarah Francis Coaching on Instagram. It's Sarah with an H and Francis with an E. And you can also find me via my website, which is sarahfranciscoaching.com. I offer one-on-one services, and I also run a six-week program called Decoding Your Divine Downloads, which is really exactly what we've been talking about today, helping people tap into their intuition and find that flow in their life. So cool. Well, it has been so awesome to talk to you. I, we might have to do another episode because this is just so good. And I know I that, would love <laughs> I know that we could talk about this endlessly, but I think we scratched the surface pretty well. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Haley. It was so much fun to chat with you and I'm so glad I could be here. Just in case nobody told you today, you are amazing. You are loved and you are so, so capable of living in your authentic desires. Your time is so valuable, and I am so grateful that you spent it here with me today. I'd love to know how this episode made you feel, so DM me on Instagram. I'm I'm wide open, and I'd love to hear your suggestions as well. It would really mean the world to me. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next time.